How's everyone doing out there this beautiful evening? It's your boy AD, man. And this is uh Undisciplined Network presents Rogue. <laughs> oh script episode one. Um I don't really know how I'm gonna be conducting these episodes. Really the whole purpose of this. It's almost like a um auditorial insight to my mind and like kind of like a journey down the really, really forbidden places of my mind and thoughts and shit like that. It's more so like a journal, but I ain't gonna call it that because that's, well, I ain't gonna say what I want to say because I ain't trying to have a community of people attack me because they think I'm a motherfucking bad guy, but just know it's a little different. It is. <laughs> um, but no, um, I kind of want to do these more so just to kind of release stress you know, I kind of spend my days, man, with so much pent-up energy and so much pent-up thoughts and things of that nature because I'm a very analytical person and I tend to overthink everything and overthink, thoroughly think, do the most, and it, it perceives me in how I kind of maneuver in this world, man, and I feel like I am who I am, um, self-aware in that sense, but Man, walking around with these thoughts all goddamn day gets really daunting and tiring like a motherfucker, dog. Like, motherfuckers who think a lot like me, you know, you be thinking a lot about the most dumbest shit. So, like, today, right, I usually just start my days very routine, like, you know, get up, brush my teeth, might hit the gym if time allows, um, and, you know, carry on by my day from then on going through my normal schedule. Well, today I woke up. And I literally sat in bed and I began to ponder so much about what the fuck is going on on this person's motherfucking Instagram story that I need to know so much about. You ever just get caught up in that weird zone of just exploring the bottomless pits of people's Instagrams? The next thing you know, you don't spend 45 minutes and you are deep into someone's third cousin's marriage that's been now. I don't even know where I'm going with this, but you know what I'm saying, right? When you have been so deep diving in this motherfucking creeping through the back streets of motherfucking Instagram, you now all the way in someone's Instagram who lives in Singapore because it was related to the person that you originally was trying to look up because that person was in your third grade class and that motherfucker called you fat or talked about your gap tooth yeah i got a couple of them and i'll be checking out their cousins in singapore talking about like ha ha bitch look at you you drive a fucking fiat little ass clown car it's italian though <laughs> man listen Y'all don't really get too frustrated with me on these. This is really about me ranting and me getting out some energy, man. Um, if I want to, if I continue these, man, and or actually really if the reception is good on these because, I don't know, I just feel like I have some thoughts I want to get off on my own sometimes. And, you know, I just don't want no one to feel no type of ways about it. But I hope people enjoy it or people receive it well. And, or this may never get out. I don't know. I'm I'm crazy like that. I'm ludicrous like that. Shout out to my boy Luda. You know what I'm saying? That nigga uh, 6'9 tried him a couple weeks ago talking about who Luda. Yeah, 6'9 a funny motherfucker. Can we just dive into him real quick? 6'9 is a master troll. And, and as much as I hate to like this motherfucker, the, music, the motherfucker made some decent ass music, man. He made some decent music, man. And his trolling is an expertise. Now, I don't like it, 
because it's damaging to to the people that will follow after him because like it's such a trend right now in rap to do things that is trollish and to meme your whole career and it's like to get on and it's like it's corny as fuck man like i don't like this wave not because of the music but because of like the style of how these motherfuckers are playing to get on or to get known like i mean it's 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 relevant to the times. I mean, granted, we are a culture that lives behind our cell phone screens as I'm scrolling through now. Motherfucking <laughs> Instagram looking for tips. But no, I mean, granted, yes, we do spend our time going through these motherfucking things on Instagram, Twitter, you know, Snapchat, whatever the case may be. But it's just like when this is this is two sides of it, right? You can abuse it or or you can make some production out of it that is positive. Um, when you abuse it for negative gain, that turns into, I guess, a monetary gain. It's misconstrued as something that's positive, right? Like, 6 9 has been able to catapult his career because of what he's been able to do via negative reception or controversial reception that has been able to translate into dollars but at the same time any businessman or woman would understand that there's a ceiling that he will not be able to surpass because at the end of the day yes he has got these many followers and yes he's been able to manage to kind of turn that into a stream of revenue for him but there's a reason why he hasn't done big venues and big arenas in the u.s because he's a liability and a liability as a business meaning that any other business that wants to get in business with you means that you're going to be losing out on a lot of partnerships and collaborations and potential ventures that could make your pockets get deeper so he has to go chase that battle overseas it's not no coincidence now granted he's been able to do that and it's been successful for him and i don't know his full business but i'm just going based off what i see and it's just like bro there's going to come a time where he's going to have to obviously dial back or at least pivot because the way he was going for a long time, especially when he was going crazy with the L.A. shit and the Chicago shit. He knew his camp told him to slow that down because you got to come back to these cities, man, and perform because there's money out there to go collect. There's a bag in L.A. that you need. There's a bag in Chicago. There's a bag in his hometown he's yet to receive. You know what I'm saying? So it's like he got to slow it down. I feel like he's actually trying to start to do that. As you see him move away from so much more of like the gangster gangster, but more of like the trolling jokester. So, I mean, he's in the process of doing it and is doing it almost seamlessly. Um, but, I mean, it's still trolling nonetheless, and it's kind of annoying. But, I mean, the music is good, so salute to my nigga, though. And I'm tired of him saying nigga. He Mexican. Like, come on, bro. He be saying that shit really aggressively. Does anyone else get bothered by that? I mean, cool, you grew up in New York, bro, and I understand New York how it kind of is with all the liberal bullshit and mad men minorities grew up together, you know, Albanians, Mexicans, Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, blacks. But it's like, at the end of the day, everybody want to be black till it's time to be black. So it's like, as much as I like the man music and as annoying as he can also be online, I don't know why this motherfucker begin away with saying nigga as frequently and as fucking flagrantly as he does. Like, no one else gets upset. <sighs> Because you're going to give this motherfucker the right to get some motherfucker next to come in line like a motherfucking bad baby to scream nigga on the record. Then it's going to be an issue. And then we're going to have to review it and then look back in the mirror and say, listen, we let that motherfucker with the blonde, green, purple, turquoise. I think I seen some sapphire and a little bit of orange <laughs> hair scream nigga all on these motherfucking records. 
That did. Man, shit. Gonna go hard, though. But anyway, man, since we on the top of the music, bro. Man, I just am so excited that my motherfucking nigga got down Lil Wayne Jaw C5. C5, man. It, it's been so long coming, boy. And I'm a Wayne here for real. Like, I love Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne is my favorite rapper alive. Um, He's in my top five. It's Biggie, Lil Wayne, K-Dot, J. Cole, and... um. Shit, you know, five is one of those open positions a lot. It's my open slot. You know, there's times where it goes to Big Crit. Um, there's times where it goes Andre 3K if I'm, like, in a heavy outcast mode. There's times where, you know, it goes to Wale. I love Wale. Um, it's the future. He gets that spot every now and again. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just always varies depending on my mood. Gucci. But it's just like, I don't even know. But nonetheless, you can say all them niggas I named, plus like Tilt, Jeezy, um, they all round up my top 10 or whatever the case may be. But anyway, going back to the main focus here, C5 is out, my nigga. And let's just be happy for them. <laughs> you heard that? That's the Because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what my nigga Wayne be doing sometimes with his word, but... I don't know if he'd be ready to sing or he'd literally be like choking on some goddamn some drink in the motherfucking boom. You know how you gotta he'd be like, oh shit, I did wrong, you know what I'm saying? Went down the wrong, you know what I'm saying? I don't wanna say because then it'd be sound weird and just pause. Pause all that conversation. Um, but anyway, <laughs> C five is out, man, and I'm excited and I've listened to it now. Through and through, I would say a solid four or five times. And I have to say, I'm glad it's a solid body of work. It's not the best C5. It's not the best album out this year. But it's a great Wayne album, if that even makes sense. And I think it's because for me personally, my expectations were so low for Wayne and what he was going to do for C5 because a lot of the music since Carter 4, man, has been hit or miss for me. I would say sometimes more misses because it does seem like Wayne is forcing a lot of different things. He's forcing flows. He's been forcing the auto-tune a lot. D5 was like, oof, it was really sketchy, bro. I wasn't fucking with it for a while. You know what I'm saying? There's like a lot of this, ah, you know what I'm saying? It's hit or misses. No Ceilings 2 was, mm. it's just like, you know, so ever since C4, I've been really like, man, yo, this C5 shit got to be classic or like it got to be dope. And can I say C5 is classic? I mean, you know, I'm a type of person that listen, you got to understand. And things have changed musically, too. Like C4 came out with like 2011, 2012. That's like shit. Seven years ago now. And that's a lot of music that's came out and a lot of new artists have now put themselves in a position to be relevant and actually be considered as like the guy of this generation or this new way. Right. So it's like their music and the music that's out currently is like I like to, you know, equate it to like microwavable, um, whereas Wayne was known for putting out albums that were very good full course sit at the table meals. Right. Like. Not to call any names out, but there's some certain songs that you can tell right away if it's a hit or miss because this is the type of shit that's currently flooded the streets, is currently relevant, and is what's popping 
or it's not because it's either going to drop or flop. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever the case may be, or rock or flop, you know? But it's just like Wayne, he's not an artist that typically puts out music that instantaneously you can tell if this shit's going to be hot or not. You got to digest it because Wayne is giving you so many bars and so many flows and so many patterns and his lyrics are so crazy. And you got to catch his metaphors and similes and you have to sit back and replay songs so many times. Like, for instance, for me, man, shit, the first time I heard the album through, bro, I didn't, I was just listening, right? But the first song that really caught my attention, maybe it's because of the mood I was in or because of, like, what was going on for me or just where my head was at. But the first, con the first song that caught my attention, excuse me, was Let It All Work Out. And I think it's because he had my nigga Sanfa on the motherfucking hook. I don't know what sample that is, but that shit was on print. You know what I'm saying? And that shit was accurate. Let it all work out. Because if niggas don't know, and the world don't know, but the world about to get... <laughs> nigga lost his job, and let it all work out is something that a nigga needed to hear. Yeah, but anyway, we ain't gonna get too much deep into that right now, but nah, real talk, man, I think really just hearing that song at that time, and I was taking a drive to New York at that moment, um, I had to get out of the city, man, to clear my head, and it's kind of like reboot, um, re excuse me, reboot, and get focused, man, but don't trip, I know niggas might be low, like, oh, this nigga done lost his job, suck ass, nigga, look at you, tee hee hee, yeah, tee hee hee at me now, man, listen, I'm a failure to you, cool, that's cool. I know who I am. I know where I'm going. I'm going to be all right. We'll get into that a little later. But back to C5, though. So the thing about this song that really caught my attention, man, is because for, like, so many years between C4 and now C5, I've been looking for music that was introspective from Wayne. And um, he's had a couple songs that were hits that I fuck with that I feel like didn't really take off like they should have. Like the joint he had with the locks a couple years back when I really thought C5 was going to drop. And then he had another joint, I think it was Glorious, some shit like that. Like, joints like that, when he's talking real shit, I mean, I'm a guy who loves when artists talk real shit, introspective shit, or there's some shit that's relatable on, like, a real tip, and not just be bragging about money and just talking greasy about all these females that be popping. Because, you know, I love to pop a couple of germs, too, but I'm a saint. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> anyway, but... <laughs> Yo, I think I'm a nut because I be laughing at my own self. But, um... But no, real talk, he was talking about some real situations, and he was talking about the situation where he shot himself. And the way he described the verse, uh, described the situation in the verse was just talking about, like, really how he was contemplating taking his own life at that point. And that's something that really I don't think is black people and black men, especially, we can talk about what really drives people to take themselves to the point of suicide. And Wayne being vulnerable which is something we also as black men don't really tend to always feel comfortable being in that moment really made me feel comfortable knowing that like not that i wanted to take my life after losing my job but made me comfortable knowing that it's okay to feel sad about it and it's okay to feel like whatever i feel whether it's vulnerability or embarrassment or just sad and like i've let myself down let my people down and let those down around me but and understand at the same time that you know yes you feel sad yes you feel upset and you're hurt and you feel like you failed but 
it's all going to work out in the end and you have to stay true to yourself and you have to be optimistic through all the motherfucker bullshit. And that's the type of shit about Wayne and rappers that are in my top five or whatever the case may be that truly inspires me about music is that the motivational and the hunger and the optimism to get back up and fight motherfucker. Like niggas be really ready to give it all up because now they feel like they failed. And you know what it really be is just the perception of that in others eyes. Like, you think because you didn't do well in the opinion of whomever the fuck, now you a failure, man. Fuck whomever the fuck, man. I'll say it proudly. I lost my job. I got laid off. But I'm not a failure by any means. I got that paper of them giving to me on my last day hung up in my room. So every day I'm reminded of where I'm never going to be back. Because one, I don't give a fuck about a job. Two, I'm never going to let another demand determine where I'm going to be and where I'm going to go in this life. I never have. I never will. I wasn't upset when they gave me those papers. I was more so worried about how I'm going to get rent paid. That's it. <laughs> got rent, got the bills, got gas, got to eat. As long as I'm good, fuck the job, fuck the bullshit. We going to hustle because we always going to find a way. That's what life's about. Find a way. Yes, you fall, but can you get up and do it again? And just be prepared to fall once more. Cause like, hey, shit, fuck it. This thing called life is a roller coaster for a reason. It's ups and downs. And when you go down, you gotta understand that you gonna go back up. But when you get to a peak, motherfucker, that steep turn around might scare you. Was I scared? Slightly. Was I worried? You damn right. Was I nervous? Yeah. Um, them motherfucking white people pulled me in that goddamn room, closed the door, and had the paper folded down on the desk. Nigga, I already knew what it was. I sat back in that chair like, hey, let me not get too comfy. Okay. But it is what it is. And like Wayne said, or Selfa said in the hook, let it all work out. <laughs> hey, man, I, listen, I, I ain't nobody, so I don't give a fuck about copyright right now, goddamn But um, real talk, moving along, man. Um, so yeah, let it all work out was a song that touched me because of the moment that I was in and the headspace I was in, and I really needed to hear something like that. And then the next song on this motherfucker that really caught my attention, boy, was that banger with K Dot. The beat. I got a story to tell you now that I cherish this. Man, when you hear fucking K-Dot do them motherfucking little voices, nigga, I'm telling you, K-Dot really missing his mark. K-Dot would be the greatest animated voice over guy in the world because this motherfucker, like motherfucker be doing some creepy ass, goosebumpy ass voices. Nigga need to be in Halloween Town 3. Oh, man, that was a great movie. Disney really missed the mark. They should have kept that shit going. But anyway. K-Dot came on, and I heard that. I love this shit about to be a banger. I mean, I seen a bitch when I seen the track list, and I said, K-Dot on the motherfucking song. I said, that shit is a banger. No questions at it. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? Them motherfuckers delivered. I am delivered. Them motherfuckers came with that smoke. K-Dot did his thug dizzy. And you know the thing about K-Dot that I love so much, that nigga be coming for niggas. Nick, he got a song with Wayne. And niggas who are K-Dot fans like myself, we understand the influence that Wayne has on K-Dot's career. Like, direct descendant from Wayne's lineage, 
like dedication mixtape that motherfucking K-Dot did, which rapping over Wayne's beats or Wayne, same beats that Wayne has rapped over, literally using his same flow and patterns. Like the motherfucker K-Dot is a Wayne head and he loves Wayne. And I think this is their first fucking song together, which was crazy. But at the same time, it was worth the wait if it is. Um, I, someone maybe just double check me and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know. But anyway, nonetheless, these motherfuckers were delivering high fire and I was just so excited. And motherfucking Mona Lisa, that story about a motherfucking cold bitch that a motherfucking leader and go fuck another nigga. Man, you women is worse than we niggas. I promise you that. Listen, I know niggas ain't shit, but women ain't shit neither. I tell you what, but I don't seen some cold shit in my days, but and I'm scared of the shit I ain't seen in my days. That's really the problem. What is going on in 2018, ladies? Can we talk for a second? Can we talk? I just want to holler at you, cause you know, one, first of all, I don't know who's behind all these goddamn hair weave and wig pages, but if another one of y'all fucking females get on your business account and follow me from your weave page, we gonna box. I ain't going to box you because I take that back because I don't hear women's in. It's not that time. Time's up. Uh, I'm a feminist. Uh, me too is real. So we ain't getting now physical with no ladies. But I'm just saying, I'm going to expose your motherfucking fake-ass Malaysian wigs because I'm going to dump battery acid on all them shits. You follow me again on your motherfucking pages because I'm just tired. I respect your hustle, but don't follow me from your Malaysian wig page and your motherfucking hair came from goddamn Singapore. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's let's unpack that because we all understand that your hair ain't come from no goddamn Malaysia. It ain't no Indian Remy. Okay, that shit came from the motherfucking South Side and his motherfucking spilt Henny and some other shit on it. It may came from an Indian, but that nigga just got the box out the back of the truck for you. So let's not like act like it's Indian Remy when that bitch is just oops and handy all over it. So let's come on. We better than that. We grown. Okay. But anyway, excuse that blurb. That's just something I had to get off my chest real quick. I really just have an issue with the simple fact that Mona Lisa is addressing a young lady who's just cold. And you know what? I didn't like the fact that Kenny shot himself at the end for the pussy. You ain't gonna kill yourself for no pussy, man. There's so much pussy out here to go get. That one little lady gang got that kind of cat that's gonna drive you insane to pull out the motherfucker gun and put it to your head. But if she do, let me hit it first. Because if that shit that good, nigga, 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 think about that. Pussy so good, you want to shoot yourself. Some good pussy. Hey. Listen, I ain't shit. I ain't shit. Listen, people going to be like, this nigga stupid. You damn right. We, this is the thing about men that I be trying to explain to women, right? Men are smarter than you give us credit for. We just choose to do dumb shit. Why? I can't always call it, but niggas know when you shouldn't have done did that. You know you shouldn't have done did that when you did that, and you know you shouldn't have did it, but you did it anyway because you know what? Hey, I'm a nigga. You knew I wasn't shit. You know, I really think that's what really means, I feel like, when a man matures is when he finds a woman. He don't give a fuck about his shit have done did. She's going to tell your dumb ass, listen, nigga, you go do what you shouldn't have done did, we're going to have smoke. 
and you gonna stop. No, no, you gonna stop. Theodore, see when a bitch call you Theodore and your name in the streets is Lil T or T or T-O, nigga, you better go on home because that woman gonna beat your ass, boy. I'm gonna just chill like that, bro. <laughs> just tell you like that, man. But man, you need I need a woman that gonna call me by my full fucking name. That's really what it is. You know what I'm saying? I need a woman to call me by my full name. That's how I know you love me. That's how I know you love me. Call me by my full name. Be angry as fucking me. Don't be angry as fucking me. I do not condone craziness and all that retarded shit that I be seeing. Women hitting on niggas and all that country shit. That ain't cute. We ain't going to record that for Snapchat and just put mad heart faces on it. No, you hit me, women. I'm calling the police. I'm calling. Yes. Sheriff's Department. Yeah. um, Yeah. Cassie's hit me for the third time this week, and I am fed up. I cannot deal with this. My life's in danger. Oh, yeah. Time's up for you, too, you abusive broads. Listen, <laughs> I got your number. Okay. We can go to war. You better get you a lawyer dating me. I ain't gonna play with you, stupid. Um, <laughs> where the fuck was I at? I go on these tangents, boy, and I gotta smoothly get back sometimes too. I was talking about Mona Lisa. Talked about how cold you women's was, and you need to stop following me on your Dutch hair pages. But going back to C five though, because it all ties in and it all makes sense if you follow my motherfucking shenanigans. The reason why I say Mona Lisa is such a cold song is because it reminded me of some cold females in my life that I know that are very, very big culprits of the things I just talked about. I ain't going to name no names. They know who they is, and if they don't, listen, just when you switch over to that hair page and you about to follow me again, sis, I'm talking to you. Be blessed, and don't do that. <laughs> no malice. You did. But, um, no. C5, man, overall, you know, I have to say it was a great album. And after I went back through a couple times, I, mean, I have several picks I really love. Love the joint with X. Um, and I never really got into X when he was alive. I mean, rest in peace to X, of course. But I definitely respect the fact that he was changing himself. And his music was good. Um, the songs I did here, and I never got into him too heavy, like I said, but... I listened to a couple of his mixtapes or some joints from his mixtapes and his album, and it was solid. The kid could play. He, he, the kid. I never once said he couldn't make music. I always stood by the fact that the kid could make music. The kid was just a little lost, and it seemed like he was trying to figure it out. But you know, someone robbed him the opportunity to fully fulfill that out, and um, that's fucked up, and that's it's sad. And you know, those are things that I believe, as a community, black community, hip hop community, we need to address. We can definitely sit up here and, and go crazy at these white folks and go crazy at the cops as we should. And I'm definitely a strong supporter. And I'm really about to touch the subject of uh, police brutality coming up next. But before we get into that, I just want to understand that we have to address certain issues that we have in the community. And I want white people to walk away from the goddamn motherfucking ears, pods, or air pods, or your beats by Dre, because I don't want y'all to motherfucking chime in, because every time we start talking about what we need to do, y'all want to be there hearing shit that y'all can go cut, soundbite it, and put on y'all networks, and spew it, and misconstrue it, and just put us back ahead with each other, and all that bullshit shit, y'all walk the fuck away, go take a chill pill, go eat a mayonnaise sandwich, okay, let me talk to my people. My people, I love y'all. 
We're beautiful. We're brilliant. We're bold. We're powerful. We're leaders. We're capable. And we will prevail. But in order to do all these things, man, we first got to address the issues we have within ourselves, for one another, for the community. And we got to correct it and get in line all in one accord. Because I'm going to say something that's true. If we're going to do this shit, we got to motherfucking be on the same page. And when I say this shit, I mean, fix our financial issues, fix the judicial issues, the political issues, the systemic issues that go in all sectors. Because we have so much power and so much just fucking energy that these motherfuckers who had been in the way are no longer going to be able to be in the way going forward. We have to believe that. We have to fight that. And we have to knock the motherfuckers out the way any means and all means necessary. But that's my little preachy Malcolm X, Mountain Luther King vibe. Back to the album. <laughs> Rest in peace, X, once again. Moving along. I gotta say that joint with motherfucking Swish. He got a nigga out here about to shake the motherfucking shoulders out of place. Nigga had me Harlem shaking in the motherfucking car. Almost flew off the nine to five, but nigga, I swerved two lanes, got that bit back right, and I pulled right back into that Harlem shake like ain't nobody seen me bounce off beat. Nigga, I was steady in that motherfucking Swizzy. Cold producer, boy. I tell you what, that nigga Swizz ain't never lost a step. That nigga colder than a motherfucker, ain't he? Shit, dog. Swears is cold, boy. Damn, that uproar was crazy. That nigga had me in a do do do. Boy, I felt like I was eight years old with the motherfucking platinum fubu with the forces. Don't crease them. Well, I was eight, so I probably had them crease. You know, little niggas ain't never kept they all white, white. But anyway, yeah, man, I felt good again. Listen to that uproar, but that told me bite. That told me bite, boy. But, yeah, Upward was great. Shit. So many great joints on there. I liked all the singing joints. The one with Ashanti and Nivea, Regine, Famous. Niggas sleeping on them. I really feel like people sleeping on the joint Famous with Regine. Like, yo, that's really powerful to put your daughter on there. I don't know. That touched me. I ain't got no kids. Cross my fingers. Hope to die. But, um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got a niece to, um, I got a little sister. One, um, uh, and, uh. I don't know, just being able to put your family on and your loved ones on, and especially your daughter, that's a different relationship. And I feel like fathers definitely need to be there for their daughters, man. Fathers need to be there in their children's lives regardless, but I think it's a special bond that I respect between a daughter and a father that when you can have a strong one, it makes a strong woman, man, because women really, 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 really got some power behind them and they control this world. Hate to say it, if you want to believe it, whatever. I mean, excuse me. Let me rephrase all of that because that sounded terrible. If you don't like me saying it and you choose not to believe it, that is on you. But women have so much power and they run the world. Pussy make a nigga do shit. The only money can meet. Remember that. <laughs> Remember that. Women run the world, my nigga. Respect to y'all. And I respect that bond. So I love Famous. Let it join Nivy as well. That nigga Schlitt, too. He went, I don't know how old that one was, boy. Cause that John with Nivy, well, you know, he pulled up on the studio with that leg talking about sweetheart. Come get some of the leg. <laughs> 
boy, I ain't gonna cap, boy. And then we had that smooth little lips back in the day, boy. If I wouldn't, boy, I ain't I pull up in the studio with the ay, ay, ay. Never, yeah. I know he gave it a leg. <sighs> well, I ain't got a lot of baby mamas, too, boy. That nigga got some cold ones, too. He ain't capping in that motherfucker. Uh, don't cry. Or is it don't cry that he's talking about all his baby mamas? Oh, no, dedication. Excuse me. Dedication when he talking about all the bad bitches, your ex. My nigga 2 Chains did that. I think that album was slept on, too, the joint that 2 Chains did, the dedication to Wayne. I don't really know if niggas respect it like they did. I think two chains in general slept on. That nigga so cold. That nigga so cold. He in my top ten for sure. Fuck all the bullshit. I gotta respect it, man. I cause, cause niggas don't understand. When I was was when, when true religion mixtape came, I don't even know tenth grade. I might have been in the tenth grade, bro. Understatement. Hold on, nigga. nigga. I played understatement every morning for a semester while I was riding the bus. At five forty-five in the morning, talking about some understatement. Oh man, listen, and it's a mixtape joint, so niggas can't even get mad with the copyrights on this one. But I'm telling you, understatement, boy, that shit was so fucking cold to me, man. The way that nigga was talking, greasy Lex Luger, boy, you did it, you did it, man. Let's get it. See, that's when I knew that street money was different. And I said, let me let me flirt with it. I wanted to flirt with it so bad, boy. That nigga said the cheapest thing I got on is my building and it's for Hunter. Niggas act like they don't wear socks and draws. Nigga, his draws and socks is at least Four hundred and one dollars. <laughs> oh my god, that nigga was hauling. <laughs> nigga, first of all, I just gotta say real quick, I ain't never gonna buy no socks for four hundred dollars. What the fuck is in a sock for four hundred dollars? Exactly, nothing. Cause there ain't ain't nothing there. Ain't nobody got no answer for that. That don't make no sense. But let me go ahead. If my girl worked at a spot, nigga still wouldn't feel you. Yo, two chains. <laughs> Real talk. He is top five rappers of our generation. Legit. That nigga has bars. Real recognize, real, and you don't look up. Oh my god. I didn't even want to get into the whole song because there's so much motherfucking crazy shit in that motherfucking bitch. Go listen to it on YouTube. We'll go with the live mixtapes or something. Matter of fact, I got to bleep that up because they ain't sponsoring me. YouTube, I need that bag. What's happening? But anyway, carrying on, man. Let's move a little bit for music because I feel like I spent so long on this Wayne album. It's great. I like it. It ain't the best. So, I mean, overall, I have to give it like a set and a half. That's still a good grade, though. Let's talk a little sports, man. Let's talk a little sports, dog. What's happening in the sports world, man? My nigga OBJ still bugging. He loves shit, though, because the goddamn Giants is trash. I mean, listen, if you look at Eli in the face, does that nigga look like he going to win some games for you? Like, listen, 
I love the Eli when he beat the Pats. The motherfucker was clutch daddy. But the <laughs> you ever see a confused substitute teacher because he didn't get the lesson plan from your old teacher the day before. So he just confused at the desk looking at all the shit that he didn't write up or look that he scheduled and he don't know what to do next after he don't introduce his name himself to you. That's Eli fucking four quarters man it used to be eli for three quarters in the fourth quarter that nigga turned to his big brother on steroids it'd be like where was this it'd just be like like for four three for like four or five seasons especially when they won the super bowl it'd be like who the fuck is it who are you he was legit would just and i wish i had the stats pulled up but i remember seeing his stats in the fourth quarter like i think the second time they beat the pats and it was just ludicrous, like how this motherfucker just turned into like Super Saiyan, like in that motherfucker fourth quarter, and he was just on par, and he was just not missing. Like the motherfucker was like lethal as hell. And you know, I look back, and man, like they had a great D line over the years, and they had a solid running game. My nigga Brandon Jacobs was out there, big motherfucker out there towing it. But it was just because that nigga, man, that nigga Eli was clutch, dad, boy. But now that nigga lost Mister Garvey up there. He looking at Odell like, oh, Odell, <laughs> like, he don't know what the fuck he doing, man, and he needs some help. Oh, line, shitty, shitty booty ass motherfucker on line, but I tell you what, ain't nobody running behind that shit, not in my nigga Shaquan. Shit, Shaquan cold, bitch, he gonna be cold as hell. Just get that man a couple of old linemen, or oh, they trying to set him up and rule him out of there, because you know the NFL not for long, boy. I might be sending that nigga Eli, let him get beat the fuck up. They tank it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Then they go draft another fucking quarterback. I mean, maybe it's a, it's a, I mean, listen, this is my little tinfoil theories with the NFL, but I feel like they, they know what they're doing. Sometimes they let niggas get beat up. Listen, I watched that game, man. Excuse me going off subject of Odell and the Giants, but real quick, I watched the game of the Browns when right before Baker took over. They was calling some funny style plays, boy. When Tyron was in there, not no good pass protection. They wasn't picking up no blitzes, a lot of options. Listen, yeah, I get it. Tyrod is a great runner, but he's not your running back. Two, Tyrod does do well outside the pocket, but at the same time, when the pass protection is not picking up the blitzes and you're calling play actions and you're rolling your mans out into the motherfucking blitz inside. I'm just saying, I'm seeing some funny style shit and it don't look good to me. I ain't saying they set him up, but they ain't help him out. And he got a concussion, supposedly. And your boy Bakes is out there. Granted, I get it. Bakes is going to come in the game. He got to come in the game. He's the number one overall pick. That's what you do as a business. You're going to put your money all where your mouth is and certain investments and you expect to see benefits and reap the rewards of these investments and that's what baker is he's a number one investment so they gotta play the kid but i'm just saying like it looked like a setup and i watched motherfucking uh hard knocks that nigga hugh is all over that nigga baker's dick pause he gotta chill out bald head ass nigga sheesh first of all can someone tell me where the nigga named hugh what is a hue? What is that short for? Huglin? Huglium? Huglist? Like, what is hue short for? Like, not no knock to my nigga Hugh, but it's just like, 
I always wondered, like, where does the name Hugh come from? Is it Howard? Hamilton? You know, I don't know. Ulysses? I don't know. I'm curious. If someone figures it out, let me know. I never understood. But nah, man. Yeah. Going back to Odell and the Giants. They got to figure it out and they got to tighten that shit up, brother. It's terrible out there. It's terrible. Le'Veon supposedly coming back week seven. Mm, be playing game eight or something. I'm calling it right now. Hot topic, boy. I mean, excuse me. Hot take. <laughs> Le'Veon come back game eight. And if he is able to crack a thousand yards for the remainder of the season, MVP, hands down. Two reasons. They were trash, and they will be trash up until that nigga get back. And if he comes back and is like able to put up a thousand plus yards in eight more games, that's over a hundred plus yards a game average. He will probably average at least five to six yards, no question. And if he's able to manage five-plus touchdowns, you have to give him the MVP because if they were that ass without him, when he comes back, having that kind of an effect on the team, managed to put up that many yards, to be that effective on the offensive side of the ball, and definitely be able to change the morale as well as the hunger and as well as the offensive scheme and to be able to affect it so fucking triumphantly, you have to give that man an MVP. And that would be fucking crazy in the fucking Steelers front office will shit they fucking pants because not only did this nigga stand y'all niggas up for fucking the first eight games and say nah we ain't shaking on none of that shit you talking then he come back and has a tremendous season gets MVP y'all gotta get that nigga the keys to the franchise no question so hey what Le'Veon doing may work in his favor and I'm sure these are things that they've not fucking not not considered <laughs> I'm sure these are things that have been considered and possible thoughts of. I mean, even if he didn't have a thousand yards, but if he's able to even put up at least 750 plus yards, that's still a great season for having a season. And that's still, you know, 800 yards or whatever the case may be. Average 100 yards a game is tremendous, especially coming in that time in the season where teams are actually now playing harder and games are tougher because we have to get into the playoffs. Especially for the Steelers, the way they're starting, they will have to win every game. Because if they go up the way they're going now, it's not looking to that they will just improve that much by the time Le'Veon gets back. So I'm rooting for Le'Veon when he comes back, man. Favorite back, greatest back in the game right now. It's obvious he's definitely a key point in that offense, and they missing him right now. With A.B. being as great as he is, it's true. He needs someone to get him the ball. So he can't do everything. He can only do so much. But maybe he's not even the greatest asset on that team. I'm just saying. Just saying. Who else we got to discuss, man? My goddamn Dirty Birds. But I'm a Falcons fan, true and true. But I love my birds, man. But shit not looking so proper right now in Atlanta, dog. But I don't know what's going on, nigga. This ain't it. This ain't it. But I tell you, I'm scratched out, man. Sarkeesian need to get it together, boy. We have... Damn, that game against the Bengals pissed me off. Our defense, too. We got injuries, man. It's not looking good, especially in the secondary, bro. Like, God damn, boy. I remember looking at that play, man, where A.J. Green scored that game-winning touchdown, man. We in cover two. First of all, I ain't really like going zone in the motherfucking red zone like that, but we got to because we got inexperienced guys, I suppose. But we in cover two. 
the goddamn corner just is shallow. Let the motherfucker receiver go in. Let AJ Green go inside in the corner. Inside, break outside corner. Ain't even, ain't even motherfucker. He's soft on it. Playing soft as hell. Ain't no flat coming to you, little nigga. Get your ass back there. And you got help from the... I'm beside myself. I'm getting way too technical. Y'all niggas don't care. Man, listen. Nonetheless, it's cool. 12-3 and 3 to the Super Bowl in Atlanta. We gonna win it. And Migos gonna perform at halftime because Travis Scott gonna bring him out. I know he is because he respect the culture. So, salute to Travis. Salute to Cardi. Salute to my nigga Adam Levine getting them little halftime spinats. I'm gonna try to get down to that Super Bowl 2 goddamn because at least I gotta be in the bitty because she gonna get the cracking. You already know what the fuck on on you did. You smell me. But anyway... Enough of the semantics. Let's get into a little bit more <laughs> serious note. Shall we? Bill Cosby. Oh, boy. Um, Case closed shut. I ain't really going to talk about Bill Cosby, man. I'm going to say that to talk about with the boys. I don't know, man. Listen, I've been going on about four to five. I didn't think I was going to be able to get this long, but I talk a lot. Some of y'all know that. Some of y'all didn't know that. Now you do. Hope y'all enjoy. Don't know how this sounds. This was supposed to be an open-ended journal. Turn into a podcast episode. Rogue. Episode one. UTP. UTN. Get supportive and get behind it. Get it.